I am Ushuk Abla, a former abused Muslim woman. On the day I was planning to kill myself, Jesus revealed himself to me in a miraculous way and changed my heart. Today I share the gospel with millions of Muslims through my TV programs. Now God is calling me to call American Church to revival. This is the time for American Church to wake up and get back to the basics of the simple gospel message. in fear. I'm sick and tired of doing the things that I have been doing all my life. The last five times that I prayed didn't help me. None of the parts of Islam helped me. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind, I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. Welcome to Dream Church, where all nations come together to become a part of God's family. Join Ishik as she shares some of her most personal stories and takes us on a journey to go deeper in our walk with Jesus Christ. Dear Dream Church, welcome! Welcome! It's so good to be with you. I miss you so much and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. I am receiving, we are receiving incredible amount of praise reports and testimonies. People are being set free and salvation is coming. God is bringing a huge harvest. I just want to tell you, people from Morocco, you are watching right now, so many people from Morocco and Jordan and Lebanon are watching right now. I just want to bless you. I want to pray blessings upon you. Everyone, everyone, Diana, Cliff, Dr. Cliff, you wrote me something so special. He's a doctor in psychology. I mean, imagine, and he said, all these things that these programs that he's hearing and watching exceeds what he learned from the books. It is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. It, this is the wisdom of Holy God. We have the mind of Christ. Come on now. And we are talking about freedom because our freedom matters to God. He doesn't want to see his children under bondage. He doesn't want yoke of bondage on our necks, in our hearts, in our minds. He wants us to be free. And freedom brings joy. Edith, I just want to tell you how proud I am with you. You have been writing, being a good friend. Christy and Linda, Carol, Cindy, I mean, Mohammed from Saudi Arabia received the Lord. And he has been watching these programs. He's like, wow, wow, wow. I never heard things like that. Isn't it awesome? In a country that you cannot carry a Bible, this guy is so on fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God for his goodness. Praise God for what he's doing in our lives. This is revival, folks. This is complete other revival. And it is starting in our hearts. It is crazy. And you guys are going deeper and deeper and deeper in the Lord. And Eva, you, I'm praying for you and for your son. God is bringing a breakthrough. It is already on its way. So good to be with God's people. And I want to share with you from my heart, you know, God, I'm talking about freedom, and this is the scripture, Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Jesus set us free. 
Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Oh wow, being slave again, you left slavery. How come you are coming back? You know how? Listening to the wrong voice, listening to the devil, listening to your past voice. And maybe wrong people are speaking into your life and you're gonna say, talk to the hand, talk to the hand. You know, every single day I receive so many wonderful messages from you and hundreds of, sometimes thousands of people. And then hundreds of people are writing me messages. You have no idea. They call me names, how I look, how fat I am, how old grandma I am, this and that. And then, this is not the problem only, there are people that they call themselves believers and they write things, you are a woman, you shouldn't be preaching, why you put your picture on the Facebook, why you, you are putting your pictures, why you are putting lipstick, why, why you are putting eyeliner, and I am like, wow, they have no idea, those people, they are under bondage, they call themselves Christians, they have no idea for a former abused Muslim woman, to be able to come to a place instead of being covered like this to put her picture to say i am no longer ashamed to be a woman i am no longer ashamed to look beautiful or pretty i embrace my gender this is what putting my picture means to me a liberation a freedom and it means to the muslim woman that they have to cover themselves. They are ashamed of their beauty that they cannot show to the world. They have to cover, they are ashamed to be a woman. And it speaks to them a message, just that picture. And for them knowing me, a former Muslim, it tells them, you can have joy like in her countenance. You can have freedom like this woman. She was like you. It gives them an example that what a woman in Christ Jesus can be. And those people who are critical, who is religious spirit, they come and criticize and say, why you put your picture there? Oh, you are just like Oprah. You are just like this. And these are the church people. Devil can use anyone to put the handcuffs back to you. And they come polite sometimes. They come diplomatic. Oh, with utmost respect, with utmost this, we are writing this to you. Why you are doing what Oprah is doing? You have no idea what it took me to come to this place in my life, within myself, to be free, to not to be ashamed to be a woman, not to be ashamed to put a lipstick on. And I pray the same freedom over all of you right now, men and women, not to put a lipstick on for men, but to be free and find your identity. So I'm not gonna let those, I'm not going to even answer those that are legalistic and writing these things with a religious spirit. You think that that would happen in the Muslim world? Church people can be worse than Muslims, you know that. It is the same spirit behind it, religious, legalistic spirit. And that is a bondage. That spirit will put, put shame and guilt on you, condemnation on you. And maybe you were rejected in the world, you will be rejected in the church. Because devil hates you to be free and he will use, he will use church people to steal your freedom. That is crazy, but he does it and he's doing it to many people. So today you need to learn to say, put boundaries to those voices, mouthpieces of the devil you need to put 
a boundary when people in other in other team that were helping me with inbox messages and their team leader sent me a message how do you answer to this lady about you you putting your picture i'm like you know better don't even send me these kinds of messages you know the spirit behind it even it is written with a plastic artificial fake niceness but then comparing me to oprah how dare that my message in christ jesus you make it so perverted because of your perverted mind. You see, people, if they, they cannot see the difference, what it takes a former Muslim woman to come to that place, to find her identity in Christ, to be an example to others who are lost in their identity as females in the world. They have no clue to even ask questions like that. And people in your life will come and criticize your laughter, your joy, your silliness, your even foolish talk. You know what? You need to put the boundaries. How you do that? Erase them from your address book. You don't need friends like that. You don't need friends or people in your life try to put you in their own mold and in their own box. This is why Christ Jesus is saying it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Do you hear me, Fatima? Hatice, do you hear me? You have been writing to me and you wanted to be free and you both are writing from Egypt and you have been telling me we want to be free like you. We want to be free like seeing your picture. It is not vanity, the picture of vanity. You said that we see the joy of the Lord. We see the peace of the Lord. We see that you are happy in your womanhood and we want to be like that. You hear this Fatima? This message is for you. This message is for Diana. All of you that are struggling in your own identity. God doesn't want you to live a desolate life. He wants you to live a delighted life. He loves you. He even loves your personality. You know I want you to do that sometimes when you have your quiet time. I did this to the Lord. I know this is silly, but you guys are watching me. Don't judge me, Christians. So I said one day, Lord, what do you like about me? You know what he said? You are fun. He told me that you are fun. I like your silliness. I like your fun. And I'm like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I thought he would tell me, I like your dedication. <laughs> you know, you're a hard worker. You do like hundreds of programs, evangelical programs for the No, he said, I enjoy you. He enjoyed being with me. And I'm like, how cool is that? I want you to hear from God. He enjoys you. He loves you. You know what he doesn't enjoy? Your chains. The dark side of your life. He doesn't. And he wants to touch that part. And erase that. And he wants to give, it, give you a new, fresh start. Today I want to talk to you from 2 Samuel 13, 18 through 22. You know, I believed before God never left the story unfinished in the Bible. Everything he started, there is always a good ending. You know, he never leaves anything halfway done. But I have to change this statement now. The reason I'm changing this because there's a, there are stories based on people's attitudes that God didn't come against their will. And one of them, we are seeing it in 2 Samuel chapter 13 18 through 22 and this is about Amnon King David's son and Amnon was the firstborn son of David and his daughter Tamar who was raped by Amnon Amnon was 
his half-brother, her half-brother. How sad was that? This was the princess, and he was the prince. And he lost his life because of what he had done. So I just want you to pay close attention to this story from 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 18 to 22. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. He raped her and Amnon's servant, can you imagine, push her out of the door, put her out, lock the door to her face. She was wearing an ornate robe because she was a princess. For this was kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the ornate robe she was wearing. She put her hands on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman, period. This was the end of her story. She was raped by her brother, and she was put out of from his presence. She tore her clothes, carried the guilt and shame, and lived like a desolate woman as king's daughter in another brother's house. Her face was down. Her heart was down. Everyone in Israel knew about this. Maybe. Scripture doesn't say it, but we know it that she lived in Absalom's house. What kind of disgrace this young girl, she was a virgin, I bet she was a, probably a teenager. What kind of shame and pain and hurt she endured? David's daughter, king's daughter. Is it speaking to you? You are king's daughter, you are king's son. And maybe you are going through life like this. Your head is down. Maybe not from outside, physical countenance, but inside. You are down. Something is like bringing you down. And that thing that you have shame in your life, you have guilt in your life, and you are desolate, you are isolated. If they just know the things I've been through, they wouldn't love me. If they just know the things I have done, they wouldn't love me. They would reject me. I used to think like that. If people just know my background, if people just know how I trash my body, my life, if people just knew, I would think, how I gave myself to man to use me and abuse me, sexually, mentally, physically, emotionally, if they just knew. I remember uh, right before my salvation, I was so in the world, being a so-called Muslim woman, but being same time living an adulterous, like adulterous woman life. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I trash myself. And I remember I received Christ afterwards. You know, it took me like one and a half years of gap, like being really in the world trashing my life, 
Then I received Christ and I stopped that and still I was struggling. One foot was in the world, the other one in the church, but it was like 90% better. I was falling, failing and failing time to time, not practicing, but still I was doing wrong things. However, when I got back on my feet and I started taking my walk seriously with, with Lord Jesus, I remember I was invited to a gathering, like a Muslim gathering. And I, it was like a big, huge picnic of these Muslims. And I was thinking I would go there and I would share the gospel. And I went there. My head was down. Because I saw the man that I slept with. I saw people that were there, that they knew my past. I saw people that I came face to face with people and they were just looking at me. We know who you are. But it was not who I, I was at that time. It was who I used to be. But it did not matter. They didn't understand. And I was like feeling this shame covered me. Shame just covered me. And I left that place with such feeling shame and guilt. It took God for years. You know, one day Holy Spirit told me, and this is a word for you right now. Holy Spirit said, allow me. Allow me. This, this was the word. And I was like, wow. This was not a word that I never used. This is my second language, but it, it was in English. And he said, allow me. And until that moment, I never recognized that. I never understand or acknowledge that, realize that. I was not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my heart to remove that shame and guilt. Allow me. This is what he's telling you today. Allow me. Maybe you are just on the way of your deliverance and you are saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he's saying, allow me. And at that day, I allowed him. I allowed him to penetrate, in other words, into my heart. I remove, I pray the prayer and I say, I remove. I give you the keys of my heart. I give you the authority over my heart. Remove every barriers, every hindrance, every callousness, every rocky place, every wall from my heart. I allow you, Holy Spirit, to penetrate to my heart. I am using my free will to giving you an access to my heart. I was so specific in my prayer that he removed the guilt and shame and condemnation, self-rejection, self-hatred. He removed all of these things because I came in front of him like this. So in Isaiah 62, verse 4 and 5, Isaiah 62, 4 and 5, we know that Tamar living as a desolate woman was against God's will. It was not God's will. Because this is what it says in Isaiah 62, 4 and 5. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hepzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. Because Hepzibah means the one Lord delights, delighted one. And your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you.
God rejoices over you. You don't have to be called desolate. You don't have to be called a dry land anymore. God delights in you. You see, God is changing a person's name here. You need to understand. He changed your name. He is changing your name. What name he's speaking to you? What name he's telling you? Seek him and tell him, Lord, give me a new name. And the first thing Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, receive that name. He's telling you today, you are not deserted. You are not forgotten. You are not hurt. Your label is not raped. Your label is not abused. Your label is not a victim. Your name is a conqueror. Your name is an overcomer. Your name is a delight. Your name is fearfully, wonderfully made. Your name is God's child. Your name is daughter of the king, the son of the king. Your name is princess. Your name is prince. God is telling you today something completely different than the names that even your parents name you. You're, he's changing your name. This is what God does in our lives. So don't go back and allow the devil speak to the people to you with their even polite comments, criticism, legalism, uh, you know, all this demonic religious spirit that try to put you or categorize you or stereotype you within this category, that category or that. No, don't allow that. Even the enemy in your mind put you in a box, in a mold. That is not your mold. This is not God's design for you. And tell him, I want what you have for me. I want what you have for me. God needs to remove those barriers. Remove those horse blinds from your eyes. Remove those shackles and cataract from your eyes. And he needs to show you what he can do for, for you and with you. And today, tell him, I allow you, Holy Spirit. I allow you, Holy Spirit. Spirit of truth, I allow you. Because I just want your will in my life. You see, through David's sin with Bathsheba, a spirit entered into his family. This is what happened. The open door to David's family started with the father. The moment he committed those sins with Bathsheba, what did he commit? Covetousness. He coveted someone else's wife. He had greed because God spoke to him. You had all these concubines and all these wives in your harem. And if they were not enough for you, I would have given you more. But you went and you took a wife of a man. You see? And then, you know, chain reaction of one mistake, one sin to another. Covetousness to adultery and then murder. One lie after another. One lie or go and make your husband drunk so he will think, think that it is your baby. How messed up it was. And that opened a wide door to the devil. And what happened? Spirit of lust came into the house. Am Amnon raped his sister. Spirit of lust came. And look at what happened. Absalom murdered Amnon because of that. Look what happened. Absalom uh, rise up against David, rebelled against his father, and the kingdom was divided, and, it, and Absalom got killed too. Look at the tragedy in the family just because there was an open door to Satan. You see, God is a just God. If you open the door, you got to be the one shutting it. And maybe your father opened the door.
Maybe your mother opened the door. Maybe the people that who abused you opened the door. But you have your own free will to close that door today. How you are going to do it? You are going to do it like this. We're going to do it together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. I come before you right now. Say your name. I am, my name is this. My name is Mary. My name is Helga. My name is Christy. My name is Diana. Say it. My name is, I come before you. And Jesus Christ, I declare that you are the ultimate authority in my life. I receive your freedom today. I confess that I allow the enemy to put bondages and chains on me. And I ask your forgiveness for that. I ask your forgiveness that I didn't allow you before to work in my heart. And I just close the doors of my heart. But right now I am opening those doors. And the doors that I am shutting is all these generational curses. All the curses and the bondages that came from my past. Say those doors. However they open, say, through rape, through this, through murder in my family, whatever it is, say it, through abortion, I ask your forgiveness, God, for those open doors in my life. I am closing them in the name of Jesus and sealing them with the blood of Jesus Christ right now. I am receiving the freedom of Jesus Christ provided for me at Calvary, on the cross, Jesus Christ, you defeated the devil and his schemes and plans for my life. So I receive my freedom right now. Lord, have your way in my life. And I allow you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, come and work in my heart. Penetrate to my heart. Change my heart. And give me a new name today. I am receiving my name. I am receiving my joy. I am receiving my inheritance. And I am not going to live like Tamar, a desolate woman desolate, isolated man. I receive this new season in my life. I receive your joy and I'm not going to let any devil from hell, even using people to steal that joy and freedom from me back. I thank you, Jesus, for your love. I praise you that I am wonderfully and fearfully made. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just invite him into your heart with one prayer and say, Jesus, come and live inside of me. Be the center of my life. I believe that you die on the cross for my sins and you rose from the dead on the third day. Forgive my sins and give me a new heart and a new life. In Jesus' name, in your name, I pray, Jesus. Come live inside of me. Amen and amen and amen. I love you. God bless you. I am praying, praying, praying. We are praying, interceding people more than preachers or anything. I love you with the love of the Lord. I hug each and every one of you. Have a wonderful day with Jesus. God bless you. Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com. Again, that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. Again, that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for revival.